0: and welcome to another episode of strip search the comic strip podcast i am pete chianka i am here as always not well not here but uh remotely here with dave london hi dave hey pete how are you all right all right how are things uh in the great outdoors
1: uh they're good i got the umbrella above me to keep the sun now you know I'm on the deck I got the uh, the dogs and the kids you know barking away in the house that's the dogs not the kids
0: but very you know. good if you hear my I am in the house with the dogs and the kids so if you hear anything that's probably what it is I actually I thought about doing this outside for about two minutes I, I, I went so far, bringing my laptop to the porch immediately started profusely sweating and said you know what I'm going back in uh, so maybe maybe this fall I'll try to do a couple of outdoor episodes uh, when okay. the, the weather agrees with it a little more. But um, but so you're you're holding up well in this uh, pandemic summer? Uh, so
1: far, so good. Knock on wood, we, we've we managed to stay healthy. And, you know, I live out in the middle of uh, the woods, practically. So uh, we're sort of like, you, you wouldn't know there's a pandemic in my town, just because, you know, it's, it's, I kind of live in this little podunk town with not that many, you know, people. So right. it's and not like downtown.
0: Are, and the people who are there try to avoid each other on a good day. Right, That that's the
1: goal. So social distancing really has been the norm. So. Yeah,
0: that's good. Sort of the same thing here. <laughs> um, so uh, everybody, we uh, you know have been doing these with as much regularity lately, partially because of the pandemic and other things that have made it a little more difficult to get together. But uh, we wanted to check in with our summer episode and uh, we're going to be talking to an old friend of ours, Sage Stossel who is the author of the On the Loose books. And she sort of has, a, a, I guess you'd say, a new old project. It's something she'd worked on before that is making a comeback. So in a little while, um, we are going to be talking to her. So please stay tuned for that. And um, of course, I should mention our strip, Pet Peeves, um, is, uh, has been going strong through this pandemic. In fact, our, our uh, characters, the Peeves family, have been suffering right along with us with the quarantine. Uh, which was the subject of our last of our last podcast, um, so you could catch that at PetPeevesComic.com um and also in your local newspaper uh, via the more content now syndicate. And uh, in the meantime, in the world of comics, Dave and I—we've discussed this uh, sort of a, what I call kind of a monumental surprise in the comics world was the return of Gary Larson of the of the Far Side fame, uh, which was a strip that. I know he'd say we grew up with it, but it probably hit maybe when we were in high school, got, got real popular. Um, yeah,
1: uh, mid-80s. It was very yeah. – that, that, Bloom County, and a couple of others.
0: Yeah, and Calvin and Hobbes came a little later. But, but The Far Side, I mean, to me, is still the premier bizarre off-kilter panel um, there, there's just, there was nothing like it ever before and nothing like it really since there's been some, some very good panels. Um, you know, Mark Parisi's off the mark, um, of course being maybe premier among them. He's a good friend of the show, um, and another Boston area guy. Um, and there's several others, but the fireside sort of stand on, on its own. And I think, you know, and and he, and Larson sort of, he stopped very, very much like Bill Watterson in that you know, you just never heard from him again. He wasn't yeah. out there piddling away, doing the, this, that, or the other thing, um, until, you know, within the last month or so, when suddenly uh, he has new new strips going up. Um, but they're very different, you know, different... I, I don't know if you call them a different style, but def- definitely a different approach. I mean, you would be able to explain better than I, I think, how he has uh, shifted his, his artistic style.
1: Well, and I think he's doing it, uh digital. electronically now yeah he's gone he's gone yeah. digital so yeah although I mean in my experience whether you're doing digital or old school it's still you drawing it. I mean tools are tools, you know it's just a different tool to get an effect. But uh, but, it, but I mean
0: And it and going, it also but it also has that sort of you know painterly, you know almost three D uh feel to it that certainly his old ones, you know, did not have anything approaching yeah. that sort of they were low tech by design yeah uh, and i think you know and there it, f- it felt like he's feeling his way in terms of the humor a little bit uh you know sort of trying to get the hang of that again but the sensibility is definitely there even if the you know they're not quite you know it's, the punch you know punch in the gut that the uh earlier ones may have been
1: it's like seeing an old friend after many years
0: <laughs> yes exactly um an old friend who will not uh take up the space of some newer cartoonist <laughs> 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 oh, to break into the business, but we won't go there. Burke, Burke Brethren is back, of course, doing his, uh, you know, old old Bloom County. Um, and you said he's he's even sort of rejiggering old strips with new new uh, dialogue, right?
1: So, yeah. So, I mean, if you follow him on Facebook, he's been publishing his new stuff, but he also has been rerunning his old stuff back from 1983. And I just noticed within the last couple of days, one of the strips that he reran, one of the original strips from that early 80s timeframe, he actually has the the strip itself is from 1983, but he replaced the text, the, the word balloon, and he updated it so that it's more applicable to the, the, the current, let's say, political environment.
0: Now that's the way to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just, just you know. Cut and paste. Start yeah. outside, big bang, boom. Um, I really like his, I, I haven't followed it every day, but I have gotten a couple of the, the books he's put together with the new stuff. And, and I feel like they're, they're actually better um, sort of taken that way, you know, in, in book form mm-hmm. rather, rather than um, sort of the, the daily, uh, you know, I didn't look forward to it every day like I did years ago, but I do enjoy reading the yeah. book. Well, I think putting a
1: compilation in a book with some commentary below the strips is actually the way to go. Probably.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you would <laughs> be interested in that uh, particular method, Make sure to buy the Pet Peeves book at petpeevescomic.com or amazon.com. Nice plug there, Dave. That, there was, a, that was a good segue. There they're them off the shelves, I gotta say. <laughs> so, you know, get get them while you can, I guess is, is what right. I'm, I'm saying. Get, get, get them while they're hot. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, well, we're almost ready to uh, have Sage Stossel join us, but I, I wanted to share with you, I got this as a gift. Um, it seemed appropriate for the um, uh for the current the current time i want to get your opinion on it so nice yeah. I
1: i like it i like it a, a peanuts covid face mask
0: that yeah. is just- you'll notice it's uh a large coverage area for my large head right. the glasses are fogging up a little bit so you know so because some of them they they slide off the nose this one is you know it's kind of a right. nice, got a filter I'm pretty sure this is not official merchandise. So the Schultz Estate yeah, probably so, did not
1: get anything for this. So uh, the, the, there may be a cease and desist letter going out to wherever you got that from? Is what There may be.
0: There may okay. be. And I, I don't know. It seems to me 90% at least of the internet is people taking characters they didn't create and have no rights to and plopping them on T-shirts and masks. Uh,
1: it's probably higher than
0: 90%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I was, I was giving it a little bit of credit. <laughs> um but I, I guess i got this as a gift and i have to say i i, I find it very very fetching
1: yeah, very apropos I, the, you know there's nothing more classic than peanuts
0: there isn't there isn't and i i just read incidentally that the peanuts movie the most recent one will be uh debuting possibly tomorrow august 1st on um, disney plus nice if you have, if you have that service and, and they did we've talked about that movie before the, the one thing I didn't like about it is I, I thought it you know went a little too easy on on old Charlie Brown. things worked yeah. out just a, a little too neatly for him I think he's always better when uh, everything's a disaster um, but uh, I, I thought it was definitely true to the spirit of of peanuts. It,
1: it just as a total segue, um, my son and I wanted to watch a movie the other day, and so we jumped on Disney Plus, and it is unbelievable, the stuff that you get, like, like I was just looking through the Marvel file, and the Star oh, Wars, really? stuff. it's it's great.
0: Well, this is what happens when you buy every entertainment company in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> push them all together. So, uh,
1: when when Disney Plus has the Pet Peeves channel.
0: Yes, it will, and it will, someday. <laughs> day. Um no, I mean I um I have gone back, see I because I have of course since we can't leave the house I've been exercising yeah. here. I bought um up from the basement my health rider. It was called it's like a combination bike um like rowing machine and I bought it. I, I remember buying it, it was like nineteen ninety four. I got it at the mm-hmm. mall, you know, they had those those in the middle of the mall they have like the demonstrations of the people doing it and um so this thing is you know that old. It's been sitting in my basement, but I Dragged it up the stairs, and I watched... And that's,
1: that's your exercise, getting it up the stairs. Oh, yeah, I
0: haven't gotten on it. It's just the... the <laughs> but so I'm looking for stuff stuff to watch. So I went to Disney Plus, and I, I started um, with Iron Man. And I've been watching the entire Marvel series all the way through. Takes me three uh, about three sessions of exercise to get through one movie. Um, and it tells you how long we've been doing this, that I am up mm-hmm. to... My, the next one on my list is... Infinity War, so I've gotten through most, I did Captain Marvel uh, most recently, and it's good, uh, it definitely a good, um, you know, you could split it up into uh, three parts pretty easily without it interrupting the flow too much.
1: Yeah, we can probably have a whole intro uh, ranking our favorite Marvel movies, but I have to say, the original Iron Man was fantastic.
0: Yes, I mean, the, the one thing I have to say about the Marvel movies, they I, and they actually improve with subsequent viewings, you notice things you didn't notice um, and uh, I, I, you notice little character nuances that, that weren't necessarily there. Whereas for instance, the new Star Wars movies get worse when you right. watch them again.
1: Because
0: I, I also tried to watch The, the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, it's not a good movie. Was it-
1: that was, wait, is that the most recent one? That's or is that the most recent one? Yeah. Okay. Right. Really- That's the one where they, they just take the same plot from like every other remake of Star Wars that they've done
0: yeah they just sort of shove right. it all together, and like something happens, and something else happens, and yeah too much going things on, things that make no sense and yeah it was it was disappointing I, I remember I sort of forced myself to like it in the theater. I remember thinking, oh, it took a while to get going, but the ending was good. it wasn't that good it was It was pretty bad all the way
1: through
0: um, sorry yeah. star Wars, and now they try uh, to the point where they were talking about um sort of retconning away that entire those entire three movies like changing the so pat so,
1: so pat pat patrick duffy will wake up and it's all <laughs> <been
0: good. laughs> yes i'll give you a oh. he was the first one who did that enough credit. <laughs> one for you dallas fan all right i believe um we are going to be hearing from sage any minute so we're going to take a quick break and come back with her on this episode of strip search comic strip podcast stay tuned everybody everybody, we are back with Strip Search, the comic strip podcast with me, Pete Chienka, and my co-host Dave London. Give us a wave, Dave. See, if you're listening on the audio, you don't know, but Dave just waved to us from his beautiful outdoor uh, hideaway <laughs> in the hinterlands <laughs> of Massachusetts. Uh, we're here with our special guest today, an old friend of ours, Sage Stossel. How are you, Sage?
2: Good thing. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's great to it's great to have you back. And in, in our new Zoom environment, you know, obviously everything is new these days. Everybody is doing things differently than they than they used to. I imagine it's the same for you.
2: Yep. Every week, it's a new thing to get used to. <laughs>
0: That's, That's for sure. Where
2: things are heading.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. And for for people who don't know, uh, Sage is a longtime cartoonist and illustrator. Uh, of course, the author of the. Um, on the Loose series, which focuses on uh, different cities around the U.S., including Boston, our personal favorite. And um, and in addition to that, we, what we wanted to talk to you about today is a project, I guess it's a couple of years old, but is making a comeback. Um, it's called Starling, and it's a, a, about a superhero. And well, why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
2: Okay, so um, Starling is a graphic novel that I worked on from 2011 to 2013. And... Um, and yes, it's the. Um, it came out in uh, 2013. I was very thrilled when it was taken on by a big publisher, and very sadly, in between the time that it was acquired by the big publisher, Penguin, and the time that I was executing it to come out, um, the big publisher merged with another big publisher, Random House, and so um, things sort of changed. So by the time it came out, I, I made I sort of knocked myself out to make sure to meet all my deadlines. But um, it, so it did make it out, but then the little imprint that had acquired it kind of got clobbered in the merger and it didn't have much push behind it. And so like the, the imprint disappeared, the book kind of came and went quickly. Um, then um, it started, got, sort of got a second life. I started posting it on my own, a little website that I made for it. And um, Mark Parisi, who you guys know, um, syndicated cartoonist with um, Andrews McMill Universal, um, kindly started sharing some of the early posts that I did of it and his syndicate noticed and um, picked it up and, you know, at, inquired about um, rolling it out and serializing it on their site. So um, that's why it's sort of still in play today and they're kind of going through it for the second time around now. But the story, it's um, it's sort of like a superhero story from a little bit of an unorthodox angle, um, sort of more personal. Um, I'm trying to inject a little bit of humor into it. So um, it's a story of um, this young woman, Amy, her alter ego is Starling in her other incarnation. she's uh, She kind of has low self-esteem. She was raised in a dysfunctional family with like a neglectful cat hoarder mother um, and then so she always felt kind of different and then that was compounded by the fact that in her teen years um, she started to develop uh, superpowers, which of course would um, add to one's feelings of alienation and differentness. Um, and so you kind of, and, and she joined something called the uh, Vigilante Justice Association, which is kind of a thankless job because there's no pay or anything. And she's, you know, it's it's all incognito. So she doesn't really get the recognition, but um, she kind of wanted to be part of an in-group for a change. But so now you kind of meet her as she's an entry-level marketing associate and she wants to like do well in her day job. And she's she's grappling with this other stuff. and. Um, So the cover story she invents to address the fact that she's perpetually having to sort of drop everything unexpectedly with no explanation and like run out of a room and then duck into the bathroom to change and then be missing for weird stretches of time is that she has a terrible case of irritable bowel syndrome so there's kind of you know why
0: did Clark Kent ever think of that 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 would have been
2: (laughs) I know he missed out his life could have been easier um but it but it actually it kind of doesn't work out so well. It's some sense the the nemesis for her and in, in this is not so much a supervillain as as it is um, this coworker that she has who's kind of takes advantage of her apparent flakiness. Um, you know, so he starts rumors that you know like he's not as talented as she is at the job, but he's very assiduous about kind of taking advantage of of. Her competing priorities to kind of make her look like an incompetent flake. So you know, he starts rumors that she's doing drugs in the bathroom, and that you know, if someone comes to bring an assignment to her, he'll kind of intercept it and get it for himself. And then there's various, um, you know, other plot complications. You know, because of her, her sort of demeanor and and her feelings of differentness, plus just the realities of of her situation. She she doesn't have many friends. She doesn't. She's never had a real relationship. She kind of the closest she got was she kind of almost went out with someone in college, but then ghosted him because it was just too much to deal with, Um, and and so she runs into that guy again and becomes obsessed that you know she wants to try again, but of course he's moved on with this very nice person who she also becomes good friends with. Um, Her her boss, meanwhile. dealing with the fact that her her nemesis at work has kind of made her look really bad to the higher ups, is under pressure to let her go. But he gives her kind of an ultimatum, like if you do amazingly well on this one project, then, you know, you might get a promotion. Otherwise, you know, it's kind of your last chance. So she's got this huge project. Um, And then her little brother, who's from the same dysfunctional family, um, appears on her doorstep um, to stay with her, which she's delighted by to have the company. But then he disappears and she kind of gets wind that um, he's into some kind of shady stuff and he's in a lot of trouble. So she's got to track down what is going on with him. So it was, um, coming up with the story. It was, uh, it felt like French braiding a really complicated.
0: Yeah. No, (laughs) no, I've been reading it and it's really, but it works. I mean, it really, you know, you really feel like these are real people and, you know, and it's, I love how it, you know, just from the very beginning, it starts. And she's, you know, the very first, um, segment she's in her, um, psychologist's office <laughs> basically he's one of the only people who knows her her secret mm-hmm. um, you know she's taking xanax she's yeah. you know you know it's like the the superhero stuff is um you know really deals much more with the you know everyday life problems oh yeah and mm-hmm. she has to deal with being a, a superhero too which i guess has become more common but i think this really you know stands out as a great example of, of sort of the you know Sort of taking that, I guess, Marvel Comics idea of these these are real people, and how would a real person deal with this extraordinary situation, and taking it even a step further into her personal life.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was it was fun to kind of explore that angle of things, and um, yeah, I try I I tried very hard. Like I I felt like as soon as I started doing it, like I I very early on got a very clear sense of like her character and like, she's kind of grouchy about everything. And, um, you know, she kind of has a chip on her shoulder and um, yeah, I felt, I felt like I kind of knew like what her voice sounded like. And um, yeah, it was definitely, you know, I, I haven't written long form fiction, I guess you would say um, before. So, so that was one thing I, you know, I kind of kept going back. I wanted to make sure people's kind of, you know, really sounded natural and sort of reacted to things the way real people would react to things. And, um yeah it was sort of um yeah I was process
0: yeah no i was gonna ask because obviously you know a, a lot of the stuff you do I, I don't know how you classify the stuff you do in the globe it's sort of combination editorial cartoon single panel type um you know oh dave i thought we lost you for a second there um you know, so this was obviously a, a kind of a big switch to tell a story and to and deal with character development. And I had been wondering if that was something you had experienced then. So this was sort of the your first stab at that.
2: In a sense. Well, I mean, I guess in a way the my it was kind of a return to my very entry into doing comics in some sense, just because I got into I sort of got hooked on doing comics when I started doing a comic strip in college that had like a cast of characters. Um, But that was many years ago and I had moved on from that and had just been, you know, lately, you know, for many years, it's just been a matter of like me surveying the news landscape and then like thinking, okay, what angle can I come up with? It wasn't like, okay, here's an unfolding story and that's driving what's happening. Um, So, yeah, a different process, definitely.
0: And, you know, one thing I like, and Dave, you could probably speak to this too, is that your style is not like comic book style. You know, I don't know. It's it's more of a, um, you know, it, it could it almost has a children's book, you know, quality to it, um, but somehow it complements this this uh, this story, um, you know. So maybe you could talk. Uh, you know, this is the part where Dave asks you about your the your craft, since I know nothing about how is. It. <laughs> something actually gets drawn. But. So yeah, P, yeah, P, uh, P you definitely you served my question. My, my two
1: <laughs> questions for Sage, I, I'll let you handle them. But question one is just describe your uh, technique now, what you're currently using. Has it changed since you did Starling originally? And then uh, to the extent you want to get into it later, you would, Pete, just the process of how it's working with Go Comics, the publication schedule, how you get it to them, and so on.
2: Sure. Um, let's see. In terms of the the technique, I would say the technique, um, purely in terms of like the tools and all that. It's pretty much the the same um, now as it as it was for Starling and for most of my projects. Like I basically do a draft um, in pencil as best I can. Um, then I I go over it in black ink pen. Um, it's like micro uniball and then also micron pens and then um, I Xerox it a bunch of times that way like if I mess something up or choose colors that I decide don't look good or um, you know I or I spill something on it or something like it just gives me peace of mind and then I do um, watercolor um, and then scan it in and I do a lot of uh, kind of cleaning up of things um, once it's scanned in on the computer um, I'm trying to think um, lettering Lettering. So I just did that was by hand. That's um, for the for the Globe cartoons. I actually use a font. Um, my lettering is not very neat. So that was something that like in terms of it was very time consuming to clean up the, the lettering and like just such a long book with so much dialogue. Um, yeah, it was 1740 panels, <laughs> um, which and I didn't have a lot of time to do it. Um, and yeah, it's just I scan it in and then like the the grain of the paper gets in there plus just little dots and then I like I seem to not be able to do it very evenly so I would go in and, I'd, you know, try to get each each word to be like on the same apparent line as the word next to it. Um, so there's just a lot of time spent cleaning up the dialogue boxes. Um, I mean, I do feel like I have a sort of different style um, for some of the, the globe stuff and other types of stuff that I do. Um, it's more like I'm actually looking at something and then I feel like it has a more artistic, realistic, somewhat sketchy, but sort of fluid feel to it. Um, versus when I come up with something out of my brain, um, I, I feel like I can, I don't know if other people can tell, but I can certainly tell, um, a difference and it it almost looks like a, a different artist did it sometimes, um. So the Starling, you know, it was all out of my brain. So it had the look of that stuff. Some of my globe pieces are like, you know, oh, I was, I went to this place and here's a lot of sketches of scenes from this or that. Um, I feel like that ends up with a different look, but it's all the same, you know, pencil plus black ink, plus the watercolor and then scanning it in. Um, you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, I felt like I, I the, the thing that I struggled with a lot and that I, you know, sort of like, I worked very hard to kind of come up with a story that, you know, had characters that were engaging and that the plot sort of had surprises and twists and um, things that you would care about and that it, it all sort of like would grow organically rather than seeming too contrived. So that was sort of like first step of, of the process. So I spent Um, you know, like five months just working on the computer like in text, like not a single drawing at that point. And then um, I felt like I, I wouldn't be able to, once I had done it, I went back through and very ruthlessly edited it and, you know, got rid of scenes, rearranged things, changed dialogue, that sort of thing. Then when I was like, okay, I'm totally set with this, I felt like I couldn't judge what does this work or not until it was in the form that it was ultimately going to take so I was like all right I have to make this into pictures and comics so um but I I didn't want to spend a lot of time at that point because I was like maybe this doesn't work at all so I like really fast like I call it the chicken scratch version I just like spent three months putting it into comics form and so like and I tried to like for all of it both both for when I was because it seemed like such a daunting project to do at all I tried not, I, like there were all these points where I was like, I know I could bog down with like choosing this person's name. So just like the first name, like that's it. I can always change later. Same thing with like, I would draw stuff. And if the person, if it didn't feel like, yeah, that doesn't look like I think that character would look, then I would change it. But I didn't, I just wanted to be, you know, get it on paper as fast as I could. And like my rule of thumb was as long as with this draft, you can kind of tell what's happening, tell who's who, tell like what they're feeling when they're saying something and like legibly read what they're saying like that was sort of my purposes and but even just with doing that version like there were lots of decisions to be made like you know okay i have all this voiceover narrative like do i cram it into one panel or do i like spread it out above a few different visual scenes or um and how much do i have to show like how much can people infer about what happened in between panels or um so I did a fair amount of quickly kind of thinking that stuff through. And then it was um, when the, when the book got picked up, it ended up being like really tight deadline. So I just like, I almost felt like it was the same thing, but just with ink. So I feel like, you know, I've learned like since then I've become more aware. Like I don't have much, I'm kind of self-taught in terms of my art artistry. Um, I feel like I'm aware that like, graphic novelists can do so much um, with the art, you know, like with, oh this color palette suggests, you know, a dark mood in this segment here, or like this the huge size of this and the small um, figure down here, you know, shows how intimidated, you know, that was not, I was not doing anything like that. It was like, okay scene, 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 Um, because I felt like my allegiance, I was coming at it as more, I guess, more of like, identify more in some sense as a writer than as an artist in some ways, I guess. Um, But I would like to, you know, experiment with, with kind of using the art um, more as a tool, as, as part of the telling of the story, you know, if I were to do a project at some point. But yeah, it was, it was very like, okay, I have, (laughs) I have a tight deadline. Um, I would, you know, some of the decisions were like, okay, here's this character. What pants is he gonna be wearing and where is he gonna be standing? Because if he's gonna be standing um, in front of a beige wall, maybe I don't want him to have beige pants because he <laughs> might you know get lost, you know, so just all these little things I w- I had, might not have thought about in a, a single panel cartoon where I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, this person's gonna be wearing this outfit across all these different scenes or something.
0: Yeah, that's something I definitely would not have thought of is <laughs> the pants. Yeah. Um, Dave, are you there? Ah, I am here, can you hear me? You're, fro- you're froze for a second. Oh,
1: it's just—it's probably the Wi-Fi glitching, but no, I'm here. Um, so Sage, that's fantastic. I, I guess part B of the question, to the extent you want to talk about it, is w- what's the process like with Go Comics? How did uh, that get started and w- what's your publication? Like how do you get it to them and so on and so forth?
2: So let's see. So back when I first started um, posting Sterling on my own little site, um, I guess Mark shared some of it and then um, John Glynn, somebody who's um, high up at the Universal Enders-McMill syndicate um, reached out and inquired about um, featuring it on Go Comics and um, you know I was obviously very excited that it would have you know a platform where you know a lot of people could find it and you know honored to It's kind of the comics hub where there's all, you know, all the classics of Peanuts and Trudeau and and all that. Um, And um, so they came up with a schedule for me. They said it'd be like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. um, At that time, they would post one page per day. um, And they gave me like a um, FTP FTP login information and sort of like a, a, file naming convention to follow. And, um, you know, I just had to get them the files at a certain size and named a certain way to make it, you know, crystal clear, this goes, uh, this date, you know, I think it had, you know, to make clear, like, this is a Starling comic, and it's slated for the state, and um, then it would kind of get into their system. And then it would go up, um, you know, I don't know what time you know probably I don't know, it was midnight or sometime four in the morning or something and um it was neat the one thing that was neat about it is um you know when you send the graphic novel out into the world you don't people read it and they react however they react and you have no idea um the one thing i liked about this is that there's comments below mm-hmm. and so um you know, you can kind of like be over people. So, you know, I'm sure many people don't comment at all, but um, there'd be some people who would consistently, you know, it, it was very great. You know, they'd be like, oh, and who is this character? And like, oh, it's that guy again. I He's, you know, he's so awful. I hope he gets his comeuppance. And, um, so, yeah, that was neat. Um, and then like when it got, so it so it ran through, completely the first time. And I, I actually I was so touched I printed out the comments like when they got through to the last page because there were like all these people who had never commented before who were like, no, it can't be the last one. <laughs> you know, please do more adventures. And, you know, um, so yeah. So that was um I was very gratified to to <laughs> see that. And then yeah, so then this year they started running through it again. And I don't have to do anything because they already have all the files. And now they do it on um, Sundays and tuesdays for whatever reason um but it's like and now yeah there's like new new comments so it's like sort of a new it's not the same replayed thing with this with the old dates or anything like that
0: and it, uh, and it works really well as a serial kind of surprisingly i guess because you didn't write it that way i mean were you surprised that, that it worked well you know it sort of spread out like that
2: i was um because when i when i started posting it on my own site i like i mean when when i was coming up with the story i did kind of feel like Um, there were distinct scenes and like I felt like as I was doing it um, you know it was almost like a TV show like okay now we go over here and the mood is different and we're you know um, so when I was posting on my own site I would put like a few pages together that felt like okay we're doing this one scene okay and then okay now click here for the next scene and it would be like now we move on and we're like with these different people in a different location so I thought like I was surprised okay they're gonna do one page at a time like it's gonna be weird cliffhangers that were just like in the middle of somebody saying something. Um, so I was surprised that it, that it, it actually, um, people seem to, to get sort of drawn in, even just a page at a time. There, were like, there was one time when I, when I um, recently I, I finally, like I, I had started putting it on my own site. And then when Go Comics picked it up, I kind of just left off and like, I was so busy. I was like, well, all right, well they can have all the files, but I had always meant to put them all on my own site just to have them. And a couple of weeks ago I had like an extra week just from other things shuffling around. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna get it all posted together. That's why I like, and then I was like, um, oh, I really, you know, I, I read it again. I hadn't read it in a long time. That's why I was like, Oh, I really like this. I should do more to promote it. So that's why you guys noticed me doing a a (laughs) few more little things recently. But you know, in the course of uploading it, I was looking back at the comments from the first time round, And there. I remember there was one scene where like people were confused by something. And I was like, Oh, well, it's because someone's like doing something or I don't remember what it was now, but it was definitely like, whatever the confusion was, was purely just like, if you could just see the next panel, like in the book, <laughs> just like inches away, you wouldn't have this confusion about this. But um, yeah, that was surprisingly, that would seem like the only place that I saw where it was kind of, uh you know caused caused a little bit of a a glitch in the in the reading flow but so
0: now that you know that people are are eager for more would you consider continuing the story
2: i mean i have ideas for it i mean it it was a lot of <laughs> it was like i had like repetitive stress syndrome from by the time i was done i mean partly just from the crazy deadline um so i mean that's part of why like i felt like you know oh i would like to take more effort to Get the word out a bit more just because I kind of feel like if I felt like there was enough, there were enough people waiting for it, then maybe I would. But, you know, it's just, it's really huge undertaking. So I would want to feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not just doing this um, because I have so much time on my hands or something. So, <laughs> right. um, so yeah, yeah.
0: Or you do not.
2: <laughs> What's that?
0: Which I'm sure you do not have all this time. Yeah, you. No.
2: <laughs> um but yeah, I do. I do have thoughts about what would happen um, if I were to if I were to continue the story. So mm-hmm. so maybe someday we'll see.
0: Well, I'll, I'll keep reading on uh, Go Comics for now. I think I'm actually going to going to get the because uh, you can still get the graphic novel, right? It's out on Amazon and.
2: and yep. yep. It
0: would be nice to have it to have it in one spot. I think.
2: So uh, well, I should just I I can give you one actually.
0: Oh well, there's that too. But, <laughs> right,
2: yeah. We, yeah. We, we like to
0: support the arts here yeah. at.
2: So. yeah but there was some there was somebody who reached out to me that said that they had gotten hooked from reading it on go comics um, and so he had he wanted to find out what happened so he got impatient so he went and bought it and then he's like but I'm still following it on go comics because <laughs> I like, like to follow it and see what people say so I guess it's like watching a movie in the theater with people or something
0: right exactly you want to see what the what the comments are yeah We don't have too much time but I did want to just mention um, your recent stuff at the Globe, I think you've been really knocking it out of the park, you know, with with the last few and, um, you know, you, you recently de- dealt with the sort of uh, debate over whether or not kids should go back to school, which is obviously, on you know, if you have kids, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you don't, it is probably on your mind right now. And that was that was a, a great take. And are you doing those? You know, are they giving you, you know, do you have an editor giving you input? Are you, um, you know, basically coming up with those, you know, soup to nuts on your own?
2: So there, so, um, basically on a certain schedule, there's a, there's a cast of three of us, um, that kind of turn things in one after another. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm up. So I better start thinking like what, what's going on in the world. And, um, and then, um, yeah, we, the, the ideas editors, um, so we send them to them and, um, you know, and they'll, they'll help us fine tune them or, you know, and, you know, at times they might be like, mm, got anything else or, um, <laughs> So no, but I, you know I appreciate um, having having good editor to kind of like you know keep you from making a fool of yourself. You know, sharpening um, sharpening what you come up with. Um, you know, sometimes we'll have a couple different ideas, and they'll they'll let me know which one they think works better. So um, yeah.
0: Is that whose dog is that? We all have dogs. Uh, that's.
1: That's mine. I, there may be a, uh, you know, the daily uh, FedEx Amazon delivery coming.
0: Yes. I thought it came out of the computer and not out of my living room, but I <laughs> um, Well, I would recommend everybody um, check out if you, if you, first of all, you should subscribe to the Boston Globe. Yes, definitely. By um, full disclosure, is my current employer in my day job um but it's worth getting behind the uh getting behind the paywall to see uh sage's cartoons and obviously to get get the print edition too and the father's day one you did a terrific tribute to your father who had had passed away recently just you know incredibly moving and and just an excellent um you know i know that that probably was difficult you know for you to do but i i think uh, i'm sure a lot of people in similar positions really appreciated it
2: well i feel like this year it probably unfortunately speaks to too many people dealing with situations like that
0: yeah no it's it's true we had my went through that with my my wife's father and um you know and it's not it's just such a horrible time to be be dealing with that type of thing but i think when you can see something like that and you know you're not alone Mm -hmm. um it's helpful so i am you know on 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 her behalf and people in that safe situation thank you for for doing that um and uh, I think that was it all I had. David, do you have any other uh, topics you wanted to bring up? No, I think
1: uh, this was fantastic. Today, just thank you so much for joining us and giving us a fantastic uh, podcast. We really appreciate the, uh, the time you spent talking about it.
0: And uh, we'll remind everybody, visit us at petfeevescomic.com, where we will have links to all the things we discussed today, Starling, the Boston Globe, work, and, uh, you know, your, your website as well um and uh go to go comics and check it out if you if you have not yet
2: yeah you can also get it at starlingcomic.com which is the other location where i have posted it so you have your choices of of venues many many
0: options for those who want to check it out all right well thank you again sage thank you dave
2: for having me on
0: oh it was our pleasure as always and everybody else we're not sure when we'll be back but it will be soon for the next episode of strip search the comics to so say
1: you gotta do a cliffhanger and we'll be back we just don't know when
0: <laughs> <laughs> save bad time save that chat bye everybody